0: Hey, Peter. What's up? You don't know anything about real bebop. Oh, you're trying to get dogmatic on
1: me. Very much so. I. I'm
0: Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you in a dogmatic fashion. Well, today, I, I meant to be dogmatic,
1: <laughs> not so like aggressively standoffish about it. I'm not saying you don't know. Well, exactly. dogmatic implies a certain amount of aggressive
0: standoffishness, I would say. <laughs> That's okay. Agreed. I mean, bebop in general kind of can... You know, is there a separate force of the jazz police known as the bebop? Like, it's like a sub,
1: yes. you know, like a task force. Yes. <laughs> the it bebop consi- police. It the- consists of three guys. They're very <laughs> skinny. They live in the West Village. They wear really funny hats. You, you can picture who I'm talking about here. Exactly. it's not a little name funky. Them, but we, we don't name names on the You'll Hear a Podcast. One of them runs a small club down there. You know how it goes. <laughs> uh, but no, so we, we thought we would, you know, uh, there's a lot of, of hard bop and post bop and Weird bop that gets uh, Weebop. Weebop that gets <laughs> Bebop for kids. That's right. I did that actually. Yeah. Uh, that all that stuff kind of gets labeled into, lumped into the category of Bebop. But we're talking about four of our favorite albums or compilations that are in our opinion like real hardcore bebop this is in that era like 46 to 52 we're talking
0: og hipster og hipster not not the resurgence of the
1: hipster. yeah like half the band you don't recognize the names because you gotta have a trash bag full of (laughs) of like 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 weed with you to even to even be in this category no no okay got it you got it yeah yeah so I thought this would be a fun kind of episode. And I've been kind of diving into some some of this, like, uh, hardcore bebop lately. It's fun music. Yeah. I mean, look, it's like a lot of things. Like, the original, the OG stuff is so much
0: better than the rehash stuff. And I'm not talking about like what they called hard bop and these things, because I, I see that more as a progression of the music. Sure. And really, bebop is just, I mean, they always want to say it was a revolution and all that, but it was also progression within yeah. the music of jazz, and it, 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 it took hold, but it was never like a separate track that went off on its own. I mean, there's always going to be acolytes that follow something or like, oh, I, I only do bebop or only do ragtime, but most... Jazz musicians and, and just modern musicians, are, it's, a, it's a part of the vernacular. Almost
1: any modern jazz musician has some kind of bebop language. Yeah, you can't be like, the,
0: oh, no, I, I, I don't do bebop, I do everything else.
1: You yeah, know? Well, we'll get started here with the very best of it, the, the king of bebop in in most people's opinion and mine too, and that's Charlie Parker. Ooh, and really going on a limb on that one. Really then, going, I mean, the thing with this about our four favorite bebop albums and compilations is really everything Charlie Parker recorded, was yeah. almost by definition bebop. Even yeah. the strings record, the way he plays on that record. Man, I think that's some of his best playing. That's some bebop lines. I know, you know? I know. I mean, did he have, I'm trying to think,
0: did he have any
1: bad recordings? I mean, not even bad, just lesser, not much. I mean, I was thinking about him the other day. You know how people kind of compare bebop, true bebop, to like Baroque music or Bach yeah. or something? And I, I kind of see that. But yeah. more than anything with Charlie Parker, he has dozens and hundreds of recorded solos and just like Bach they're all great yeah you know what I mean like there's no slouching there it's all human and perfect
0: and was it a thing where he like you know, had them destroy the tape when it wasn't, so, or he wouldn't let them release it. I, maybe he was exacting because everyone has an off day. And I, I just haven't heard it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Uh, but I, I, I haven't heard,
1: heard it. it. I haven't heard it either, man. If
0: anyone, if any of our loyal listeners has heard some sad Charlie Parker, please let us know. Just out of interest, you know what? I heard. A challenge.
1: I heard something when he was young on tenor, and it was a little sad. I mean, really? it wasn't as good as what what happened later, but he was super young. This yeah, was like yeah. pre Four. having <laughs> a symbol thrown at his neck, you know, for playing. But he was playing tenor, and it wasn't. Like, where did I hear this? Just recently, but yeah, it wasn't it? like fully formed bird. But yeah. then after that, man, everything is like so golden.
0: It wasn't fully formed bird. It was the little bird with the mother <laughs> still giving the, the worm.
1: So, man, I don't know about you, but for me, it's all about the complete dial, the complete Savoy. Yeah. Those two compilations, and now those are you can even get compilations of those two compilations right. together. Yeah, uh, that's all the real stuff. That's the real yeah. deal. That's the grit. That's the you know the the grease that's where it all happens yep, yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah and i mean you know whenever saxophone
0: players especially anyone it's like how do i get the bebop sound i'm like you don't even have to make it complicated i mean we can give you a list of many different artists from different eras that that you can get that bebop vernacular but go and learn no matter what instrument you play Seriously. go through the dial any of the dial any, the Savoy, the dial. any of those records that's what i'm saying there's really that's why it's so safe to recommend i mean we can talk about specific recordings but there was not weak playing and you get a variety on there over all those tunes. And, you know, many of his, the, the tunes that they came up with, I mean, there's, you know, the Lee and, and those tunes, but, but that, that are based upon, uh, you know, chord changes of famous pop tunes from the time or, or Tin Pan Alley or whatever. a lot of
1: rhythm changes, a lot yeah. of blues. The great thing about this from a transcribing perspective too, if you want to get more bebop language, go to the dial, go to the, the Savoy, uh, Transcribe Charlie Parker most of the solos are one chorus some are even half a chorus right you know what I mean like they take short solos back then because right. the, they were limited on the the cylinders were, yeah, yeah. were smaller right they right. couldn't record very long right uh but that's you to your advantage as a transcriber and also you get a great sense of how to solo in a short time which is its own skill you know we talk about yeah, yeah. architecture of a solo over yeah. two three four five six choruses yeah. or whatever five minutes you know uh, try doing something in twenty-five seconds. That's right. It's saying right. something. Yeah,
0: yeah. And those, I remember learning a lot of those solos. And I was, you know, now's the time. There's, there's several different versions, and people are always like, well, which version? You said you learned this. I did any of them. any of them. You know, like we said, they're all good. That's the one I always think of. But I mean, all of them are good. Don't the learn alternate that one. Take. If I have to hear that one one more time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That used to be good until it was, <laughs> it was co-op, co- co-opted. But um, all right, great. So can we move on?
1: We can move on. Okay. So, um, I mean, it's
0: hard because we could stop at Charlie Parker I mean, with, yeah, we could with, go through. with OG. But um, I, we were thinking about uh, just different things. So I, I want to go with Thelonious Monk. Well, we agree on this. I mean, yeah. we, this has all been vetted. Thelonious Monk, um, specifically Genius of Modern Music, Volume 1 and 2. And now, were these Blue Note recordings? I should have vetted that part because I was thinking – I was looking at the um, – I was thinking of them as Blue Note recordings. I guess they're not Blue Note. Recordings. No, they're they're Blue
1: Note LP. Oh, they are Blue Notes. I'm okay. looking at the Wikipedia here. Okay, nice. Blue Note LP uh 5002.
0: Oh, okay, that's the number I was trying to think of. Yeah, I <laughs> know I knew you were you were thinking of that. No, one but both these records, first of all, the, the I was reminded uh of the great, you know, I always thought the original covers were the ones the yellow was like the volume 1 and the red was the volume 2, but that was actually reissues. When I saw several years ago in Japan some original LPs, the original artwork is so great, and I never saw that on the reissue. The one with his eyes? The ones that are, um, yeah, exactly. That's volume one, and volume two looks kind of different. It's a real sort of 50s, early 50s, late 40s sort of design. are so great, but I had a chance at at great cost to buy both of those, which I should have done on LP. But anyway, these recordings are really some great, you know, from a compositional standpoint, for the bebop era, and I think from a playing standpoint as well. You, you have, like, some really varied personnel on here, a lot of great tunes, you know, some of the, um, you know, I think this was, like, the first recorded Straight on no Chaser in B-flat, Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. 4 and one which is, like, kind of a, such a great sort of bebop monk tune that's not played a lot because it's super hard. Um, Ruby
1: My Dear and Epistrophe, I mean, these are right. all from 1947, so these are very early versions of yeah, this.
0: Yeah, very er- early versions. And then some of the um, lesser-known ones, Skippy, um, and I love then, like, Skippy, man Skippy's great Monk's Mood which is great Ask Me Now so you're really getting the origins and like hearing the way that they played them at this time as opposed to later recordings it, you really get the understanding of, of like Thelonious Monk's you know, deep-rooted tradition within the bebop sound. Like, there's a little bit more Bud Powell in his playing. It's definitely Monk, but you hear that influence. You hear that connection, I should say, even even more so.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Almost all of these were released in the 50s at some point, but they were all recorded in the 40s. Mm -hmm. You know, this was recorded mostly, it says, in 1947, but released in 1951. Okay. Most of these are compilations, too. It's really hard to get, I think, to, like, the original singles... um, I don't know if they're even available on like CD or, or streaming anymore, but yeah. these compilations are great. So we'll move on to number three, and that's another compilation. Um, even though you might not think it is, it definitely is. It's Dizzy Gillespie's Groovin' High. Um, and obviously, Dizzy Gillespie, a father of bebop, you know, yeah. he and Charlie Parker yep. uh, really helped shape this music. But this is a compilation of three different uh, bands, you know, basically him and Charlie Parker, and then a sextet with. Um, uh Dexter Gordon Mm. and a combo with Sonny Stitt and then a big band at the end so there's a lot going on here there's a lot of musicians you know on this record Kenny Clark uh Slam Stewart Ray Brown Kenny Dorham uh Dexter Gordon Al Haig Milt Jackson I mean it's like a who's who of early uh bebop and then later hard bop John Lewis you know what I mean like all these folks Sonny Stitt all these folks who would go on to do their own thing this was all also recorded in um it looks like 1945 through 1947 nice and released in 1955. nice yeah. nice
0: all right for number four we're gonna go with um live at, at uh, jazz at massey hall with the quintet and um this is one that i heard kind of early on and i didn't know what it was but i love the sound of this this was recorded actually 1953 in toronto at at wonderful hall, Massey hall, which is still happening. I've got a chance to play there a couple of times, super cool um, place. And this was, so this is a little bit later, more mature recording for the, so it was Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Bud Powell, Charles Mingus, and Max Roach. And it was a live recording and extended, you know, with extended playing and everything, which you often didn't hear on those early recordings. And I didn't realize this, but the extensive research department here at the, you'll hear podcast alerted me to that. (laughs) Um, that uh, Charles Mingus overdubbed and re-recorded some of his bass lines on this because you couldn't hear them on the original live recording because it wasn't like a, it, it was like a portable recorder or something. Actually, I couldn't find any evidence of that, but I remember hearing the story. and I'm pretty sure it's true. That's that it crazy. Was, yeah, that Mingus recorded it on stage with like an early portable, some kind of recorder, and um, then he went back through with Max Roach in New York and like added back the lines because you couldn't really hear them well enough. Kind of like you know overlaid them or something. And um, and then, but yeah, this was issued originally. I didn't realize this, because, you know, by the time I'm hearing all this stuff, it was like the original Jazz Classics LP version. Sure, yeah, I remember yeah. I had that one. But it was originally uh, re- uh, released on, Mi-
1: I guess Mingus owned the recording or something, because it was on his awesome. first record label. That's so, great. Yeah, so... Man, great playing on there. I need, to, I need to dive into this one seriously. Yeah, I don't think I've ever spent too much time with this because uh, it, it doesn't sound very familiar, so I'm going yeah. to go. No, it's, a,
0: it's kind of overlooked now. There was a time when, I remember when it came out, on not came out for the first time, but it was reissued on, on LP in the 80s or whatever, yeah.
1: and um, it was getting a lot of play, so it's, that's, that's awesome. a cool one. Well, we hope we've inspired you to like, really uh, dive into some bebop here some real that's right get your OG
0: bebop on come on now
1: no there is nothing like it I mean we all kind of like we were saying we're all influenced by bebop and there's so much of it in you know the music of the late 50s and the 60s that everybody talks about and modern music too but when you go back to this original like pre-filtered bebop stuff I mean that's as pure as as this music can get and it's really fun to get dogmatic about it that's right that's (laughs) right
0: and so I mean you know put your beret on sculpt your beard (laughs) Take out your pipe for a little smoke <laughs> and, you know, get your bebop on.
1: <laughs> Dang right. Well, and if you have a, a suggestion for us for a future episode of the You'll Hear It podcast, you can go to youllhearit.com. You can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a question. Also, you know what? We haven't uh, talked about in a while. I don't know if we've But got before any... you do that, can I jump in? Sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm just just oh, yeah. No, I
0: just remembered something, but hold that thought. All right. I was just saying, remember how we had a request from someone that was like, I love your record recommendations, but could you list them again at the end? Oh, and we're all about the listeners. So listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll do that. The first one was Joe, Charlie Parker. Joe is is dogmatic about this. Oh, Joe's okay. Well, we got you. We got double dogmatic <laughs> on you. Right. double D. Okay, Charlie Parker, complete Dial sessions, complete Savoy sessions. Right? Is that enough for them to find it? Definitely. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then next was Thelonious Monk on Blue Note, the Genius of Modern Music, uh, Volume One and Volume Two. Next, the third we talked about was Dizzy Gillespie's and High, that compilation. Um, what do we, what is that on? Do we know what label?
1: Uh, I don't jack leg record jackleg yeah. boot,
0: bootleg records <laughs> okay. uh that's on savoy savoy okay yep. and then um massey hall the quintet uh, that's how i remembered it. it was like the quintet live at massey hall um so there you go sorry to interrupt no on.
1: no that's great i was just saying you know leave us a voicemail leave us a question at yeah. you'll hear it.com. where would they do that oh you'll hear, it.com. You'll, you'll, you'll you hear it.com. that's right that's where all this happens oh check and this out Oh dude someone bought you been the talking shirt. about
0: it yeah one of our loyal listeners
1: he just um, uh, peter just unveiled his chest which is yeah. <laughs> covered in a you'll hear it t-shirt I'll which you can also get at youllhearit.com That's right yeah Now uh we're going to do something we haven't done in a while and that is talk about ratings and reviews Now uh, we're going to do this we because Oh, we we oh we get those, my man. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna do this because these do actually help get our podcast in front of more people, and that's kind, of, kind of the goal. Is to uh, it's, it's
0: exp- just a big popularity contest.
1: That's what's happening. Let's 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 be honest. It about is. It. So if you go to Google Podcast or <laughs> Apple Podcast, you can leave us a uh, a rating, which we prefer uh, seven stars. Yeah. Now most most uh, platforms only allow for five right due, due to a, a, a glitch in their systems. I think it's a bit uh, a bit wrong that they limit us yeah. you know in our imagination. Don't hold so, a man
0: down. Don't hold a man down.
1: But uh, here's a review from someone named Jones and Jones says uh, 11 stars my absolute favorite podcast. Well, thank you very much, Jones. The rapport between Peter and Adam is wonderful and the subjects are perfect. Reminds me of the kinds of conversations I used to have in school late at night debating Dizzy's trumpet versus a regular <laughs> trumpet or ranking soprano players. It's so fun and fresh and truly inspirational. The passion and love of jazz uh, come roaring through every episode. Keep it up, guys. Will do, Jones. Uh, thanks very much, man. That's the kind of rating and review we like. That's Eleven right. stars. That's a,
0: well it's four too many, but we'll we'll take it. No, you Jones <laughs> Jones
1: added seven oh, to I'm, no no he added six. Ooh, oh that was but right, I I took jazz not math, math is hard. No, no, no. He, he added six stars to the ori- to the original five right, that you could right. do. Is that
0: what was happening? I yeah, like I, that. I guess so I don't know. That's good. Jones, who's from uh, Minneapolis. That's right. Unless his name is Jones Minneapolis <laughs> from the United States. I think it's he's from Minneapolis. Most Jones
1: Minneapolis would be a great name for a band. That's right.
0: <laughs> I'm Johnson, Wisconsin. (laughs) Jones, (laughs) Minneapolis. Cool. Well, that was good. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about some of our other glowing reviews. Oh, there are more? There are more. We'll do that tomorrow, though.